Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you're listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! How many times do you need to say, I'll lead on it? What you on about? You lead on it, you lead on it. No, well, these, the July episodes of the podcast were your ideas. I'm like, you lead on it, bitches. Yeah, lead on it. And I want to chill out. Okay. So well, you might not hear much of me because I can't be bothered. I'm joking. Yeah, we'll see how long you <laughs> last. I just want, I want, out. I want to amplify your voice, babe. I know. My voice is often suppressed, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. I didn't start this episode with singing. Oh, what a shame. You don't need to start every episode with it. You can't give it away for free all the time, babe. Any hoselbees. Hello, know what I mean? everyone. Yes, it is me, gorgeous McAmir. It's me, the other Amir, and I am here with my double A's. And oh my God. <laughs> with your double A's. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Aww. I meant, I meant, Perky. I, I meant like, um, my name has double A. Oh, my name has double A. And uh, I'm here with a rather sultry, croaky voice today. Husky voice. Hey. He thinks it's hot. Hey. It's not. Oh, yeah, we should do like sexy ASMR. Go on then. Sexy ASMR. Douchebag hitting on you. That might be the dishwasher you hear in the background, by the way. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they can hear it. Guys, if you can hear the dishwasher, let us know. Then we'll switch it off. <laughs> it's a bit late now. It's not live. <laughs> Honestly, comment in the comment section. And I promise we'll switch it off later on in the episode. Honestly, this is proper live <laughs> and everything. Like can I just um, say a quick thank you? I was doing ASMR. Oh, okay. Go on then. This is Sexy Douchebag. Hey. That's it. Work. Anyway, a quick thank you. So basically, you know, you can review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And, um, you know, now that... We're getting more traction and followers and stuff. We have haters. <laughs> I don't want to call them that, but they're coming on here, giving us shitty one-star reviews, abusing us. Okay. All that shit. So I just want to say thank you to the person. Um, Dark Phoenix Rises. Dark Phoenix Rises. Okay. For giving us a review, a five-star review. I can't get enough of these two. About time we had some queer representation in the Pakistani community. So thank you so much for that review. And if you'd like to go and review us on Apple Podcasts, put five stars. If you want to make a message, you can put a message and we'll read it out. Okay, that's amazing. But now, if I was to put on my marketing executive head on, we need to really gain traction with like Gen Z and Snowflake. So like, I'm going to speak to them in TikTok language, okay? Okay. Hey guys, it's me, your favorite influencer. I'm here to tell you about a new challenge. It's called the Five Star Challenge. And you guys need to go on the podcast or something, whatever, and <laughs> hit five stars. And then in the comments, like in a review, tell us how bad we are. But like, it's ironic because you're giving us five stars. So um, whatever, let's make it happen in collaboration with Apple. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you too, mom. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> but you let yeah, it all out, babe. Let it all out. Seriously, guys, please give us five stars because there are a few psychopaths out there that don't. Literally, they're crazy homophobes. Any hosel bees. How are you? Wow. 
How are you? How are really? me right now in or in life? How are you really? Well, I've just been to the gym. Yeah. And it's in the morning still. I can tell. And mm-hmm. um, I'm having my little vitamin C and my protein yogurt over here. And I love I'm not answering the question. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Things are happening. I'm tired, but good. I feel like you're very judgmental today. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. It's because it's the teacher within you. You set me homework, which was to plan these podcast episodes. And you're sat here like a king cobra with its fangs sticking out, ready to strike the minute I fail. So you can be like, she told you, told you. No, not all. I guess, you know, that's your inner saboteur that's coming out and speaking to you, babe. So I think you need to go and sort that out. You are my inner saboteur and (laughs) I ended up marrying it. (laughs) Well, well, divorce is legal as well for gays. So today is a (laughs) wonderful um, day in July. Oh, we are in July. Oh, wait, there's another thing I need to say. Okay. So, um, we obviously, we pre-record these episodes and, yeah. um, yeah, we're actually recording July's episodes in July right now. And right. Uh, so we pre-record and last time we pre-recorded, we were like, did it like a fake thing. I know what you Saying said. like, oh my God, the clubs were so good. <laughs> Rain on me was amazing. The clubs didn't open, darling. I know. I remember, I usually don't hear our podcast. I don't really care for it, to be honest with you. I record the episodes and I'm done. But, um, I heard, I'm only joking. Don't make that face at me. Um, I, um, uh, listened back and I, <laughs> Heard that bit and I was like, oh dear, that did not age well. But it but it'll happen soon. But we are in the mix of um it's I don't know what, what mids mix. We are in the midst. Mix of a of a Euros. And so if you're listening to this podcast right now, this will be released at six PM on a Sunday, right? And the Euro final is eight PM on a Sunday, British time. So like, oh my god. Is that a good time to release it? We always, what are you talking about? Nobody's going to listen. Everyone's going to be watching football. But we always, we always release it then, regardless of what's happening, because people will catch up the next day and stuff like that. This is really phenomenal news. You know, like, people get notifications, babe, for our podcast. Because I was going to say, if we release it afterwards, then maybe we should, like, record two pieces. One saying, yay, we won, and the other one saying, no, we lost. Mm, okay, we can do both and put them both in this episode. Yeah, go on. Okay, so England, you know, got knocked out. Are the, are the semis or the final? We don't know yet because this is recorded just the day before the semifinals. Okay. We lost. <sighs> not surprised. Do you know what? I'm not surprised we lost either. And you know what? We did a really good job and I'm really impressed and like... I'm not impressed. Harry Kane, get him off, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I love your hatred. Can't stand him. But yeah, you know what? Well done Sterling as well. He did a cracking job. Sterling, and, yeah. And they didn't let him goals until, you know... I, what, what happened. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk Kane, about what happened. Kane's always selfish. Never passes the ball. <laughs> honestly. Okay. We won. <gasps> oh, oh my God. We won. I never thought I'd see the day. I, I, I cried so much. I never thought was I'd a moment. see the day of England winning a trophy. The whole country needed this. It was a cultural reset. It was. It was everything. Girl, yes, mama. Sterling, as usual, was Sterling. Oh, his I love performance that. was sterling. Kane, obviously. Honestly, the hangover today from the Kane was alcohol. Just, Kane was just wooden. Honestly, the alcohol, the alcohol and food hangover today from winning. Ugh, honestly, the honestly, celebrations, the parties, that bank holiday the street, we had. It was amazing, and I love what they did with the grass this year as well. <laughs> Anywho, any hoselbees. Look, we're going to stop being silly now, but we, <laughs> we're not. You guys know it takes us about 10 minutes to settle in. So we've got three, maybe longer. We've got three more minutes to go. I wanted to say 
Can we just talk about... Do you know how I'm feeling? Thanks very much for asking. I'm feeling a little bit relieved because the last month, since we recorded the last episode, it has been a whirlwind. Crazy. We have... I'm exhausted just thinking about what's been going on. It's like one trip, one performance, another performance, another shoot, another advert, another project, another... And we're really grateful for it. <laughs> we're fucking knackered now. We're grateful if you pay us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't come to us with no money. <laughs> yes, this is really important, actually, guys. Um, in fact, I think I might even make a story about it or something. Okay, yeah. At some point on the, on the, um, on the Insta pages. At You Don't Love Me Boys. Or as the Gen Zs call it, the gram, whatever. <laughs> Old TikTok. Um, yeah, because we do do stuff. Uh, pro bono when we're more than happy to do that um providing that there is an exchange of value in some shape or form vast majority of times when people say oh will you do this and assume that it that we'll do it for free um usually it's more of a want 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 thing and there's not much in it for us well there's nothing in it for us most of the time so we don't do it exposure yeah oh my god yeah do you know what last night can we talk about last night what i cooked oh go on then I cooked exposure. Oh my God, did you feed me with exposure? Oh my God, the exposure tasted so good. Oh my God, can I tell you something? Yeah. Do you know how we paid our bills? With exposure? I know. Sometimes I put the, some of the exposure in a blender and mix it with some coconut milk. Go. And it's just gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, um, we are more interested in, um, you know, some sort of remuneration for our services. But yeah, a lot has gone on. Unilever campaign was a blockbuster. Oh my God, that blew up. It was exhausting. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It really, really was. Phenomenal, amazing. So proud of us to be part of something so phenomenal. Yeah, thank you very much, Unilever, um, Ranaverse, and, and the entire team. It was uh, a lot of fun, and we're really glad that we... Um, you know, hit the nail on the head with the campaign. And here is too many more. Mm-hmm. And then UK Black Pride happened. Girl, go on. You tell me, girl. We were both, well, uh, you were booked onto uh, UK Black Pride. And, oh, yeah, shit. And um, a tiny little skinny girl called Lady Bushra was God, as well. she stalks us everywhere. <laughs> yep. How was your, how did you find it? Fine. The recording, putting together the piece. Oh, like um, you edited it. The post so thank you so much. You did a great job. But it was stressful because like it's like spoken word. Mm. So it's very like, how do I explain it? You're putting so much out there, like your whole fucking heart. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And like, yeah, it's just really interesting. But um, by the time this podcast episode's out, it should be posted online on my um, poetry page at a underscore h underscore poetry. And somebody's a published poet as well. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. You know, you know how it is. It just, uh, I don't like talking about it. It's weird. Oh, my God. You're one of those annoying, modest artists. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Like Hugh Grant? Um, I'm sorry. I only got another award. Oh, I'm so Yeah, because it's just like, oh, yeah, Bitch, okay, cute. take your applause. It's only me here. No, I'm good. I'm happy with that. Okay, well, and then Lady Bushra happened as well. Oh, she brought Pakistan to UK Black Pride. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you put it like that, I love saying that. Yeah, <laughs> she brought Pakistan to UK Black Pride. Yeah, shook. She's an out loud and proud uh, British. Bucker, Lady Bushra, Bucker. 
Yeah, why not? Tisha's boots. Um, I remember when um, you, me, and uh, the lady who is the founder of the Cocoa Butter Club came up with a slogan. Yes, what is it? Um, why be? Why try and uh, why and why? You can't. You sh- doesn't even know. Why try and be Beyonce when you can be Bushra? Oh, is it try? I thought it was just why be Beyonce when you can be Bushra. Why be Beyonce when you can be Bushra? There we go. Work. That was amazing. And um, yeah, Bushra was in Attitude magazine as well. I know. So she's a um, international icon star. The press are all over her. Honestly, it's tough. It really is. She's gone to hiding again. You know. Yeah, she's again. Um, <laughs> She's uh, on a weekend spa retreat at Butlins. Work. So, that's fun. Any hoselbees, today's episode, we are feeling culty. Well, you are, and I'm interested to see where this is going to go. <laughs> so, guys, I'm with all of you lot listening right now. This okay? I'm part shit, of you. So don't come for us. Come this for him. Be, <laughs> this is going to be a shit best of an <laughs> you like, I'm feeling culty. I was like, oh, he's feeling cunty. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the play on the words. I know. You didn't have to spell it out. Okay, go on then. Edit that out now. No. <laughs> guys, I'll edit what the fuck I want. I'll give myself a good edit. Guys, if you want us to edit that bit out, <laughs> mention it in the comment section and we'll do it right now. <laughs> I don't know how the internet works. Anyway, so are you feeling culty? Um, will I be feeling culty by the end of this episode is a question. Um... No. Okay. I'm, I'm not a sat here recruiting bitch. That sounds like a lot of work. Okay, go on, pop off. Why, why, why? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why this? What is your obsession with cults, babe? And, you know. I have an obsession with humans in general. Okay, go on. Like, I, um, I, I said it on uh, the podcast uh, that I did with Shah uh, a few weeks back. And I said that I'm obsessed with, like, the human condition in terms of what we do and for what purpose. Like, you know, you will pray to um, a statue made out of stone thinking that a divine beings inside it um, in order to gain, become richer. You know, I love the fact that money has value because you believe in the fact that it has value. I love that, you know, kicking a ball on fake grass can unite nations. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's, it's just, that's really interesting when you put it like that. Yeah. yeah it's it, And, you know, you've got to rotate around fire in order to make a lifelong commitment to someone and rotate around a black box in order to make your commitment to a, a spiritual belie- being that exists because you believe in them. Do you mm. know what I mean? I think it's so fascinating. And so cults is that in its infancy. Yeah. And that's how what I believe. I think cults are similar and they can be damaging, of course. Uh, and that's why they are called cults, but they are in, in some respects religion in its infancy. And I'm obsessed. I'm up. I have an unhealthy obsession with cults. I think they're um, really interesting. But, so why do you think people join cults then? So thank you very much for asking that question. Um, I was going to ask you that question. Oh, go for it then. Yeah, why do you Why think... do you throw it back at me? Okay, Ed, guys, if you want us to edit that out, then <laughs> the comment section. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, Amir, why do you think people join cults? Okay. I'm going to go in an angle where I don't insult people. And, oh, my God. And, and, I, and I don't want to call religion a cult, okay? But, oh, God, I sort of did it then, didn't I? I did it before you. Did you not hear my Yeah, yeah I was in my home world for a moment. I had listen. <laughs> I was like, listen, no. I Everyone listen. Be quiet. Be quiet. Monologue. Be quiet. Okay. <laughs> Everyone right. 
Listen, I'm with you guys. He's annoying, right? Just comment on the comment in the section. We'll edit him out every single podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, why do people join cults? Ooh. So, are we, we're talking about like proper hardcore cults here now, aren't we? A cult is a cult, bitch. Yeah, but so like, is a cult like, you know, me being an emo kid with all the emos when I was young? That's not a cult, is it? Uh, what, how do you define cult? That's what I want to... Before I can answer why do people join cults, I really want you to define what a cult is. Okay. Do you, you know? Wow, you really are an English teacher. Yeah, because today, like, I can't, yeah, I can't answer it. Okay. So, I will define a cult for you. Um, I'm going to Google it right now. A system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. A personal thing that is popular or fashionable among a particular group or section of society. So like beehives? Hmm. Navy? Mm-hmm. Like fandoms or cults? A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular thing. So yeah, Beyonce is a cult. So I'm in a cult then for like Bring Me the Horizon? A girl, not really. Well, I've got tattoo. You listen to their music. And I've seen them a lot. That, that's not a cult. Okay, work. But I don't come for that. Are you shagging the drummer? Well. No, you're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> NDAs. <laughs> no. Um, so why do people join cults? Well, first of all, some people are born into cults. So, you know, it get, they can get brainwashed into, into it. But also, I think... As humans, we are obsessed with finding answers. Okay. So, you know, the answers to our existence or the answers to why we're here, um, what we're doing here. So I think that's another reason why people can join cults because it's like, oh, what are we doing here? Why are we here? I need a pur- And also you need a purpose, you know, needing a purpose. And if you're vulnerable, you can get brainwashed into thinking that, you know, you have a purpose by joining these cults. Do you know why I think people join cults? Go on. I think it's because they're disenfranchised. Right. What does that mean? It means that you're not part of a franchise. <laughs> okay. So you're not part of any groups and you're quite a loner. Yeah. Let's break it, let's break it down you... so everyone can understand. Oh, okay. Okay, Miss, okay, Mr. English teacher. Let's break it down. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's when you feel disenfranchised. Do you know what? If you don't know what the meaning of it is, pause the episode and Google it. Uh, but yeah, it's when people feel disenfranchised. They don't feel like they particularly belong or they're searching for answers. Or they are on their lonesome. Um, and as a result, they're vulnerable. Mm. And I think that people create organizations and societies in order to group people together in order to push their own agenda. You know, there's forms of yoga that was practically like a cult. And I've, I've never, the closest I've come to being in a cult is probably Islam. My experiences of Islam, you know, you're in the mosque and there would be people who wouldn't let you leave or you'd be mm-hmm. shamed if you didn't leave before a certain time until they heard what they, you until you heard what they had to say. You want to try to sneak mean? out. Yeah. See when the and opportunity in the window is. Yeah. And you'd be policed and shamed if you weren't going often enough and stuff. And, you know, they'd leave you alone until they've forgotten about you kind of thing. And... Uh, you know, that's religion. And there is that conversation to be had as to when does a cult stop being a cult and become a religion? Because I do think that many religions are cults. When enough people follow it. Yeah. And then I think to myself, what is the definition of normal? Normal is probably the definition of normal is when the vast majority of people accept something Mm. and do it. Wow, she's a dictionary today. Yeah. So when a cult is normalized, it becomes a religion. Mm. 
That's really interesting. It is, isn't it? Do you think that could happen now, though, with all the advances in science and knowledge that we have? Because, you know, I'm not talking about thousands of years ago when religions were developed. I'm talking about now. So it's very interesting you say that. Uh, the answer is yes. Right. Have you got any examples? Because there have been a shit ton of cults um, that have existed uh, or started in the last 50, 60, 70 years. Oh. Uh, the first one's Scientology. What is Scientology then? Give a little brief, let so, us know. So Scientology was started by L. Ron Hubbard. I'm like Tom Cruise. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's one of the biggest patrons, mm -hmm. isn't he? But, you know, it's it's considered a religion and, you know, through legislation and um, lobbying, it's, it's granted its charitable status, I, I guess. But in my eyes, it is simply a business and it was started by a guy who used to write comic books and then he lived on a remote ship that was declared its own country or something i think it was and they had you know members who couldn't leave and you when you join the religion you have to sign a contract to give your life away for a billion years or something and people say oh no it's not really like that it's just to um uh symbolize your commitment and then there's a belief that i think the um Life was started by an alien called Xenu who came on the planet and killed everyone. I mean, and this is very abstract, but you get the picture. And then, you know, they believe in these machines and auditing where you have to confess. And, you know, a lot of it's psychological warfare, really. It kind of um, messes with your head so that you completely start seeing the world in a different way. You know, and they have, and you've got to pay for courses. This is interesting. Whenever there's an exchange of money, I'm like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, you know, fine, uh, make your money first time around, but then just have it as a free resource if you really want people to get better. But no, it's all about money. And then uh, you do courses and audits and you move up levels. And I can't, I mean, I've researched this to high heaven, but I can't remember what the courses and levels are. It sounds are. like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. If you go on Wikipedia, I believe they even tell you what's in every single course. And I swear there's that one point where you start beginning to believe that you can like change climate and weather and move stuff and all sorts. So it basically gets you in that you can never leave in a way. Well, if you do try and leave, they will pursue um, litigation against you. Wow. They will go to high heaven to... They, they will go to any length they legally can in order to destroy your life. So Leah Remini, Michelle Visage is a really good friend. She left Scientology and her ordeal is very well documented. Mm. And, you know, it's one of those re uh, religions where if you leave, your family will ostracize you and they'll think you're a freak and so on and so forth. But with Tom Cruise, what's really interesting is because, you know, it's an open secret that Tom Cruise is gay. Um, what, <laughs> well, it is. Okay, fine. Some Scientologist is going to listen to this podcast and they will crucify us, but whatever. Um, just tell us to edit it out. Yeah, just tell us to edit it out and we'll do it. Um, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, that, that is a thing. But I don't think Tom Cruise is gay in his head. I think he is, because I didn't realize that they trapped him into Scientology very early on. When he oh, was really? So much younger. Apparently, I thought it was when he was an adult and he was no, jumping on that sofa. No. Oh, that that was the height of it, I think. Oh, go on. I mean, literally, that was the height of it. <laughs> Girl, bye. But um, he, apparently he, he got in when he was like 17 or something. Like he was much younger. And I think that he was so gay that they reprogrammed his head to think that it's not 
it's not gay. Being gay isn't even a thing. So I think in his head, he knows that it's impossible to be gay. Mm, that's like a, for a him. Theory. Yeah, I think he full on probably believes he's a prophet or something. And also what really annoys me is that whenever you ask a Scientologist what is Scientology about, they're like, go and research it. Go and uh, go to a center and ask them. I'm like, no. That's like saying, a king cobra is venomous. Ask them to bite you. No. How about no? How about you just fucking tell me, Mr. Doctor? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I, I do want to move on and talk about a cult that um, we might know a bit about. Yeah. Um, ISIS. Oh, we as brown people cannot talk about cults and not talk about the cult of ISIS. Now, what is ISIS for those that don't know? Yeah, so I believe the um, so yeah, so you're talking about terrorist organization. Terrorist so ISIS, organization. So ISIS is a terrorist organization, and that's another type of cult. And there is a, a lad Bible did a really good um, sort of interview with somebody who had joined ISIS and then became a double agent for I think the American government or the British government. And they said to him, why do you join? And he said, nobody joins overnight. It's a slow burner and you become disenfranchised and you become brainwashed and they start justifying their actions to the point where you see civilians as warriors and you justify killing them. And so ISIS is, I think it's like an amalgamation of various other terrorist organizations, mm. but it's basically, I think it's called the Islamic State. And they prey on young, vulnerable people as well. I've known people who've died in ISIS. Yeah. I died know. fighting for ISIS. There was a, a guy who lived on the street that I was born on. Uh, well, uh, that I grew up on, sorry. They were about 16 years old. Normal household. Oh, well, whatever you can call normal. And um, then one day they found out that he fled to Syria and then died in ISIS. Was he a quiet sort of guy? I, I believe so. It was they, You wouldn't expect it, basically. But that's what always happens. It is, um, you know, people that have insecurities and vulnerabilities and, and, and such things that yeah. um, you can take advantage of. And the internet's great, but the internet's really dark as well. You know, you can go to these dark places and find solace in people that they all, you know, sort of, you know, rub you on your back. Yeah. Rub you on your shoulder, make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, 100%. You often hear people saying, you know, I was a young mom and I was on my own and I was finding it difficult and I was wanting to be financially independent. And then I met these people and they helped me. And then they said, you know, things are getting better for you. Now you've got to donate and you've got to pay for these courses and you've got to pay for X, Y, and Z. And then all of a sudden the kids are in the cult and she can't leave. It's, it's a, a, the extreme of an abusive relationship, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're lonely, you're vulnerable, you message a guy, you know, they end up being an 100%. arsehole, but you can't leave it because you're so, otherwise you'd be lonely again. No, 100%. And, you know, uh, I remember there was a really famous Pakistani film called Khuda which means in the name of God. And mm -hmm. it, was a, it was ahead of its time, I suppose, when it was made. And it was about a family who was a normal uh, upper class family. Uh, so upper middle class family in Pakistan. And they had uh, two sons and they were normal, but one of them was a out, both of them were, were musicians, I believe, but one of them was an out and out musician and the other one started becoming disenfranchised after 9-11 and started thinking differently. And so all of a sudden his beautiful voice was better used for the call to prayer. And then he was surrounded by men who was who were praising him for, you know, who he is and how it's the right thing to do. And then to leave music and then go to the mosque regularly and then meet like minded people at the mosque. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, he's shifted to Afghanistan and he's married to a British, a, a British Pakistani girl 
who's trapped in Afghanistan and cannot leave. So she's the bride of a ter- um, of somebody who's part of a terrorist organization. And eventually he leaves. But, you know, it's this it's death by a thousand paper uh, cuts kind of thing. Mm. And, yeah, they, that's the thing with um, ISIS as well. Like, there's many people who are young and they're vulnerable and they want to feel the part of something or they are annoyed at the way they're being treated, uh, you know, for their religious beliefs or they feel prejudiced and they want to take it out on something or someone. Like, say, for example, what uh, has been going on with the pre- Free Palestine uh, movement. I would not be surprised if terrorists are born out of that movement. Yeah. You know, there's not many people campaigning for uh, a two-state solution. There's just a lot of anger, and and you know, despite what certain people have said, and you know, uh, what political agendas different countries hold, all what you see on social media is anger, and there's going to be somebody sat there thinking you're atta- attacking an entire religion. I'm going to go and sort you out. It just takes one person. Yeah, it does. It does. Very true. And it will ruin the lives of so many. But yeah, that's terrorist organizations for you. Lovely. Well, not really. Well, not lovely at all, but I mean like culty. So then there's a few cults that I'm really interested in that I'm slightly obsessed with. Oh my God. Are we going to go on, go on? Uh, Do you know what? I'm just going to let you go. I'm only going to talk about two though. Um, One of them I'm going to talk in a very brief detail, and that is a cult called Heaven's Gate. Have you heard of Heaven's Gate? No. Heaven's Gate was, I think, big in, well, not big, but it was like in the 70s, I believe it was, that it it was big. And basically, they believed in UFOs, essentially. Oh, my God, I love them. And it was... (laughs) It was basically what they did was they believed that I think UFOs were going to come and collect them and they all killed themselves in that belief, basically. They thought that they would um, basically die and go aboard a UFO and that the body was merely a container for the soul and then the bodies you know, themselves would go to the next level bodies and they all well i remember just seeing the picture and i was i was basically obsessed it was they were all wearing black trousers purple hoods like to cover their entire faces and nike trainers and they were just they opened a room and it was just masses of um bodies they'd all just killed themselves and i just thought that was in i always thought it was insane because i was like how can people um believe in that and readily kill themselves because of what somebody was saying. Marshall Applewhite. There we go. That's what his name was. How crazy is that? Stupid. Like, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. Yeah. It involved aliens, spaceships, and an imminent recycling of planet Earth. So he died in um, 1985. What is wrong with the people that start these cults in their head? I have no, I, I have absolutely no idea. So it was him and 38 followers. They died by suicide they, by taking uh, a barbiturant. Uh, and they all wore the same Nike shoes, had $5.75 in their pockets. Um, and you know what? That website still exists and two followers still maintain that website. And both of them are you. Both of them are we. Well, one's me, the other one's Bushra. Both you. <laughs> Bush was like, hello, this is Heaven's Gate. But yeah, both of them are me. <laughs> um, and then the other cult that I am rather obsessed with is... Um... Flat Earthers? Oh. Is it them? 
Okay, no, that's conspiracy theory. Okay, go on then. But that was going to be my other What's point. What's the other cult? The other cult is, wild, uh, well, the documentary. Oh, yeah. It's called Wild Wild Country. Well, I can continue watching it because it was freaky as fuck. And it was so triggering. Oh, why was it triggering? Because, like, you know... The last religion and stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be that person that keeps like, "Yay, religion's a cult," because like each to their own. Do you know what I mean? So don't come for me. <laughs> I love how nervous you get on things. You don't like cults at all, do you? No, no, I don't. You don't like. It you really don't freaks like... me out. I, in case you haven't realized this episode, I'm really like freaked out. <laughs> I just really? don't like it. Yeah, because I was literally, in my opinion, in a cult. You don't like being confide, confided. Don't you know confined. it? I like I like things my way. Yeah. Every, down to little details, babe. Am I right? Like, I don't like any level of control or confinement over me. So in a way, the pandemic was a cult. Well, yeah. And you survived it. No, because like, even small time, babe, I want my own wardrobe. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't share in a wardrobe. Your own bathroom. Do you know what I mean? Your own bed and your own flat. Yeah, no. Your my, own husband. My own, like, town and city. No one lives here apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, guys. But, like, yeah, like, I don't like... The, I don't like being that pressure on my heart, it feels like. Like, I'm going to suffocate. Oh, you're so cute. You know? No, I'm not. So go on, pop off this. The Rajneesh, that's another cult which I was obsessed that's with. It's a proper hardcore cult. That is a hardcore cult. Like, if you ever can use the word cult for anything, it'd be that one. Yeah, so that started off in India and then it migrated all the way to America. And it was such a cult that they actually built their own city um, with its members. And there was obviously, uh, Hollywood got involved as well. And drugs were involved. So what was it? What was it about? Tell everyone. And there's a documentary that can watch, isn't there? Yeah, you guys should Docu-series. watch this documentary called um, Wild Wild Country. The main leader was called Bhagwan, which I believe means God. It's on Netflix, isn't it? It's on Netflix, yeah. And he was, I don't even know, but he was one of these like new age gurus where like he was like, yeah, drink and, you know, have sex and it's fine and yada, yada, yada. And then there was a, a young girl, I think she joined when she was 16, called Sheila. And she was the machine who you know made the whole thing run um and she was crazy she's still alive to this day i believe they're making a film on it that priyanka chopra is going to be um, starring in oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we still gotta see it though yeah i right priyanka chopra as an actress i love her i think as an actress i haven't seen any of her hollywood films but as a, a bollywood actress phenomenal listen she's still my man so whatever Nick Jonas. Yes. One of my many men. <laughs> so anyway, continue. Um, where was I? Yeah, and then Sheila, she was she's um she was great. And it was bizarre because like everyone wore purple. I don't think there was money in the city. They had their own police force. What was the idea behind the cult? What was the aim? I have no idea. Oh wait. Oh I was shocked. Like, what is the aim? I have no idea. They just, people, people just like gave up their savings to join it basically and fund it. I have no idea. And he had his own private jet and all sorts and he like escaped the place um, and then eventually was caught. What a smart, manipulative, evil person. Yeah, he was, he was a brilliant evil mind. Um, but to be honest with you, like in my head, the verdict on him is still out there. I'm like, was he evil or was he just crazy? Or both. Or both. I don't know. I'm scared. But um but yeah, that that's that's the one that I'm um 
really obsessed with wild wild country because i think it's amazing what you can do with a brilliant mind and what happens when you have a brilliant mind but it's just misplaced you know you could you know he had his own following today we call them influencers and prime ministers and presidents and political parties what's the difference do you know what i mean and in fact with wild wild country the main reason why they gained notoriety was because it was the law that they were on the wrong side of, or it was the law that was trying to um, completely uh, end their cult. Oh, wow, our dishwasher is really going for it now. <laughs> I'm listening, but it's hilarious. Has it start, stopped? Has it died down? Yeah, it has. So yeah, that's those are the two cults. But you mentioned flat earthers. I'm obsessed with flat no. earthers. Flat earth theories are phenomenal because I think they're so ridiculous that you have got to only um stan go to their conferences and really uh, push their agenda forward the earth isn't flat and see how done. far it can go <laughs> done um but then when do this is an this was another uh, well i'm gonna ask two questions and we're gonna wrap up the first is when uh, is a conspiracy theory a cult if you start following a conspiracy theory such as the earth is flat or, you know... Because it becomes society, doesn't it? In a way, their own society. Mm. So, yeah, I guess if you want to interpret it as a cult, um, you can do. Or anti-vaxxers. Well, they're a cult. Is that a cult? Because flat... By dictionary definition. Like, because flat earthers are going against science and evidence and what we know about the earth. And so that could be damaging if you pass that education on to children because mm. it's misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um... Anti-vaxxers, but also measles outbreaks. Also, do you know you talk about you know against science and stuff, and everyone's coming for. And oh God, why am I getting controversial now? Mm. Everyone's coming for the flat earthers. Everyone's coming for anti-vaxxers. I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree with them, but I don't care to come. For whatever is what is. Yes. But then, why are we not coming for? Why, why doesn't the whole society come together? Come for religious people because they have beliefs that go against science as well, and that are passed down to children that can be damaging and dangerous. Because these religious cults are hundreds of years old. Mm. The newer ones, and they do still keep on coming out. Like, how many times have people come out saying they're Jesus? But the newer ones don't have that level of not being able to comfort them and respect. So if They we, don't have if, as big of so a following, if we, so they try and stop them dead in their So tracks. if we never had religion, and someone now came out, which, you know, they do like, and they're like, yeah. oh my God, this is the book that was sent to, by God in the middle of city centre. People will be like, what the fuck are you on about, mate? Exactly. Exactly. Like there you go. Ba boom. Like somebody like somebody turns around and says, I'm the Messiah. <laughs> and then next, I'd be like, no, I am. Next minute they get shot dead or something. There you go. Ba boom. Ba boom. Like Chipper, you didn't own the only did you? And that was a very stupid thing to say. <laughs> now, only you liar, you're, you're fake. fake. There you, you go. go. Ba boom. You're a liar and you're, you're fake. fake. You're not no fucking princess here. Why lie? <laughs> Anywho, rest in peace, Jade Goody. Oh. She was very entertaining. Um, I'm gonna stay quiet okay. on that one. Anyway, that's just putting out there. Don't come for me, bitches. I'm just saying that now. Think about that. Another cult that you know is not labelled as a cult and is highly praised throughout the world is the last one that I'm going to talk about before we wrap things. Go up. on. The army. Oh, shit. Shit, then. Is the army a cult? 
Oh my God, my mind's blown right now. Mm. Okay, so can I talk about the experience of um, army recruitment in schools and stuff? Yeah. So you have, do you know, the um, open evening, afternoon things where all the like work people things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a teacher anymore. Okay, no matter. All, all the employment, all the employees. Careers fair. Careers fair, then, thank <laughs> you. All the, listen, I'm, uh, listen, I'm not with it today. All the, the careers fair and today. they all come <laughs> and they set up their little things and there's an army one. And it's always the same sort of students that go to the army one. And in a way, they're all vulnerable. They're vulnerable in a way that they are so scared if they they don't know if they're going to pass or fail or how many GCSEs they're going to get. They're sort of on the board. Do you not see the borderline kids? Yeah. They're on the borderline where they don't believe that they can actually revise and work hard and do it. And they don't have the, the confidence or full belief and they feel like the army will just sort that out for them. Wow, it, mind equals blown. It is their last chance of having a legitimate career. It is. You're not, you're ne- you before, will never get a straight-A student. Before inevitably working in retail. No, but you don't, you don't, <laughs> joking, you, you don't but, get a straight-A yeah. student. And then, no, you don't. And then they're led to believe you will be saving and helping. The, 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 they found a purpose. Yes. They found a purpose. There's a lot of kids who, and how many times have you heard, oh, you know, the army will straighten you out. Or, 100%. You know, I was so lost and I was doing drugs and I was doing bad stuff and then I joined the army and then it really straight, uh, sorted me out. It's a lot, oftentimes it is disenfranchised. Why do you think the army has such a stronghold in the north of the country? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The north is more deprived and you have areas and pockets where you have deprived kids. And oh, so crazy. they join the army. I mean, you know, in... I don't know how common it is in the South. You know, I don't know how many army um, soldiers speak with a pronounced accent and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Maybe army generals and, you know, staff sergeants and all the higher ranking officials. But um, your standard soldiers, maybe not so much. But, you know, uh, but, you know, that's just speculation. But, yeah, you have disenfranchised people and they're not doing particularly great. Some of them don't even come from very good backgrounds. And they join the army in order to feel part of something, make a difference and be a part of a community, you know, leading up to their potentially premature death. But, you know, that's just part and parcel of it. But, you know, despite that, they're willing to join, which I always think is impressive. Interesting, isn't it? And I've always been on the fence with the army. I really, really have. No, actually, no, not on the fence. In a utopian world, I've always believed that we should not have an army. And I do like the idea of um, countries when they do dismantle their armies. Same. I do really like that because I've seen, I mean, you know, in current times, the British Army is perceivably, you know, fairly placid. Like, you know, we're not really fighting any major wars and yada, yada, yada. But, um, uh, you know, I see how um, prominent the army is in India, Pakistan, Mm. and how it is embedded in their patriarchy and then what army coups look like. And then I also know what it looks like when it goes horribly wrong and gets yeah. dangerous, such as in Burma. Yeah, yeah. You know? So then it's like, well, how can being part of that cult... And then it, what's interesting is that there's many army soldiers who either get kicked out of the army or they are retired from the army and they end up joining police forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're poorly trained. And that's another reason why you have so many issues within police forces as well because it's disenfranchised people tried to join something to be part of something couldn't chose the next best thing and you know they're just miserable so i don't know what the answer is in terms of fixing this maybe just try and be part of something good or maybe find it within yourself so you don't have to find you don't have to go looking for it elsewhere it's that question and things around you 
You Stop know, pushing yourself. One of the best wi- um, words of wisdom I got was from um, a birthday card. And it was of an 80-year-old's birthday card. I just was looking into birthday cards that day. I don't know why. And inside it, it said, it was, you know, as the older you get, the more serious birthday cards get for some reason. Uh, and it was, and inside it was like a poem. And I remember there was just one sentence and it said, value the thinking of others, yet um, to yourself remain true. And that stuck with me ever since, because it's like, I'm going to value what you're saying. I'm going to um, listen to it. But who I am at the core, I'm not going to let it waver that, you know, I'll, so long as it's true, what you're saying is true to me, then I'll take it on board. If it's not, if you're trying to create a new me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to take that on board. Do you know what I mean? And I won't listen to people. Yeah, <laughs> you make, but that's like if you're, I don't, you know, if you're racist, homophobic, transphobic, blah, 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 I ain't got time. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you, well, bye then. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you gotta, you gotta, um, straight to you, true to yourself, but also find it within you so that, um, you are not as vulnerable that you end up uh, going down that dark path. 100%. And uh, that's all the time we've got today. So you're feeling culty? I'm feeling very culty, yeah. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Do you think you could start a cult? I don't I probably could, yeah. <laughs> okay. Me too. But I don't want to. I kind of do. No, you don't. <gasps> Maybe this podcast is a cult. Oh my God, you don't love me, boys. Cult. You don't love me, uns. <laughs> I'm tired of this. <laughs> Maybe we should like... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Guys, if you think we should start a cult, then comment in the comment section below. Please do actually comment on our stuff. Don't just DM us with how much you love the episode. Like, comment yeah. on it. If, Share it. That helps us. If you love what we do, then say it out in public. Do it, honestly. If you've got a problem, what we do, say out in public as well. No, if you've got a problem, DM us. Then we will promptly ignore it. <laughs> work, sis, work. Anyhow, bees. love you guys lots. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a bit of a wishy-washy one. But do you know what? I hope it was fun. Thank you. Bye. We love you. But you, you don't, don't love me. Cult, cult, cult. You want to start a cult with me? Yes. Feeling culty, feeling cunt. Feeling culty, feeling cunt. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. Follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. Follow us also on Twitter at YDLM Boys. And you can also email us on You Don't Love Me Boys at Outlook.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.